Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Richard here. Before this episode starts, I wanted to tell you that the next Smith & Sniff live recording is happening on Thursday the 8th of December at the Aston Workshop and Car Barn in County Durham. If you'd like to come along, go to smithandsniff.com and follow the link on the live show page to buy tickets. We'll plaster links all over the socials as well, I'm sure. To get you in the mood, this episode is a recording of our audience Q&A from the Morgan live show. And we'll be doing another one of these at the next one. Hope to see you there. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends answer audience questions live. <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind. Yeah, thank um, you. And not at all because I asked you to do that before we started recording. <laughs> thanks so, for coming, everybody. Thanks for coming. Um, we're going to answer any questions that you want to throw at us. Well, first, um, we've been given some gifts. We have. By generous um, um, members of our audience. Well, during the intermission, I achieved a wee, a free pint, and I stole a bike. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the pint. Who, who bought the yeah. pint? Thank you. Yeah, th- thanks very much. You can't see this at home, but we're drinking pints that we didn't pay for. Thank you for the bicycle. I was not expecting to be given the bare frame of Amar in Bear Valley tonight. But sure enough, I have. And it feels special, because I have one of these that I bought brand new in 92. I think this might be a 93 model, but don't quote me. And, um... Sorry, what's your name, sir? Mike. Mike has come from what part of Wales? That part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 yes, that. And, uh, and so, and, and said, oh, you might like this, Johnny, because um, you've kind of got one, and, and, it's, and it's fantastic, so thank you. I'm going to put it on my office wall, which will make it look like I used to do a bit of robbing in the past. <laughs> I've, I've, put that, I've put that behind me. Or did, that you left your bike outside the post office for two weeks, and when you came back... <laughs> I remember when I first moved to London that I used to see this sort of thing all the time. All the time, Chained yeah. up against fences, and I'd like, oh, shit, that's awful. They've taken everything, even the bearings. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the bearings. Yeah. So yeah. that's your gift. Now, thank you. This has suddenly become quite Christmassy, weirdly, but um, you, that's your present. Yes. I've got a little rancho. Oh, get out of Look town. Look at that. A little corgi rancho. A corgi mantra rancho. What's on the yeah. bonnet? Uh, is it a mural? Oh, it's just, it says, it's got an M. I wonder what the significance of that is. Matra? M for Matra. M for Matra. Yeah. M for Marvellous. We've never done a Smith and Sniff. Uh, it's a little note on the back as well from Will and Jack. Talk Wrench Auto. At Talk Wrench Auto. Uh, thank you, Will and Jack. It was a really, really kind present. Um, We've also got one more present. You're wondering why I've got a shoebox with a biohazard badge on, on my lap. <laughs> Nothing to do with my split trousers. Um, just pure coincidence, they're in close proximity. Um, this one's from Mark. Mark's over there in a nice shirt. And uh, if I open it up carefully, 
Sure enough, gift wrapped, there's a slipper with a shit in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just going to put that there and uh, on that side of things. And uh, if anyone wants to give us other gifts, we will in future podcasts uh, talk uh, about the new iPhone. Uh, or yeah. <laughs> Or the Di Tommaso Pantera. Yeah. So just saying. Or just Caribbean holidays. Caribbean holidays. Fortnights. Ten days, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just, 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 just if, you're, if you're taking notes. Um, and we have one more objet oh. du distressingness on the table here. Now, where's the chap that gave us this? There he is. Dave. Dave. Dave came up to us early doors. You, you got here early. You were good. And... <laughs> You're making it sound like everyone else is in trouble. No, no one else is bad. <laughs> and I think we... Ref- did we talk about these on... Was it on Twitter or something? Oh. It was Twitter, wasn't it? This... I don't know why we're suddenly becoming obsessed with aftershave and uh, <laughs> Ouda perfume, whatever. But these are Avon sports car decanters for perhaps... A pheromone. I don't know. <laughs> so let me. Can I, these are incredibly these? artistic and bad, and we will put them at the edge of the stage for people to observe. Well, is that wise? Is that safe? I don't know because this one is badged the Magnum. And if I when I open, oh my word! Ah, oh, I'll just do a little sort of turntable turn around of that bad fella. On the face of it, one of those sport, generic-looking sports cars from an insurance advert with no title. <laughs> on the other hand, look. Oh. Twist, uh, twist the back end round and look what we've got. Oh, man, that's raw. <laughs> <laughs> what, like have a, cheap vodka have raw? A toot, have a toot on that. Ooh, dear. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine me leaning against you at a bar. Yeah. In a bar. Have you, 19, been, uh, have you been treating wood floors again? No, just put some, uh, put some Magnum on. I'd have a skin-tight white T-shirt on, right? A cigarette over my ear. <laughs> perhaps. And I'd probably put the keys to my, what would it be, on the table? What year are we? Sorry, late 80s. 89. 89? I'm British, yeah. Ooh. I mean, you're painting a coupe picture already. I'm painting a coupe picture. So I'm going to... I mean, Capri's a bit obvious, isn't it? Manta. You might be Manta Man. Manta Man with your white T-shirt. Manta. Anyone in the room owned uh, an Opal Manta? Absolutely nobody. Not, not... Oh! You did... Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll okay. take it. I'll take it. There's slim pickings in the room. The, uh, what colour was Grandpa's Manta? Of course it was. <laughs> Did he have it from new? Um, Grandpa's Manta, I yeah. think I saw them play in the electric ballroom in Camden. <laughs> 94, maybe. Uh, splashed on a bit of Magnum before I went out. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have neck skin if I'd splashed on some Magnum in 1994. I've got Wild Country here, which is another... Oh, shit, the bed. This is 100 mils of black suede. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one's going to win. It's going to make it glint. Oh, look at that. That's incredible. I'm going to put these on display just here for you, which is no good if you're listening Ooh. to it. This. Oh, man. 
<laughs> is, that, is that one all right? Which one's that? What's it called again? Wild country. M mild country. Mild country. <laughs> Wild country. It's... How are they spelling country? <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Just asking. It's piney. Mm. Do you know what that smell is? It's like... It's like it's when you've had a very rural accident late at night and no one's on. coming to help you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's okay, you're not injured. The car is badly damaged, but you're not injured. And you sit in the car reflecting on what's just happened. <laughs> and there's either the radio is still playing or the tape slash CD. Well, that always happens in accidents. And because you've gone into evergreen trees, yeah. all you can smell is a strong scent of like Scots pine or <laughs> Douglas fir, you know. <laughs> mixed, mixed. Saw him at the electric ball yeah, as well. But, but there's, there's a background of something playing, like, I don't know. Oh! Tears of a Clown. Tears of a Clown. <laughs> the Tears of a Clown, exactly that. What were you asking me before we came here? Oh, yes, about how you pronounce how the I... stickers on a car. We saw that. Who came here in that white um, oh, yes. BMW? Oh, M2. really nice. Was it an M2? No, it was With the M stripes. Nice. That was gargling when it was coming into the car park. And, and Johnny said, that's got the... It's got lovely decals, de decals on it. And then or I went, is it, is it decals? Is it decals? Is it decals? Stickers. <laughs> Stickers. Are you local, sir? Stickers. Decals. Fucking stickers on there. Speaking of which, uh, Wild Country comes with... Stickers to decorate. Oh, you can decal, 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 decal your car. Uh, if you want, that's quite interesting. I've never, I never even knew that car-shaped aftershave ever existed. That's what I love learning about through the listeners of Smith and Sniff. So thank you very much for that. Uh, what? That concludes our show and tell from things that we've been given. Thank you. Um, yeah, thanks for all the gifts. Here's the, here's a the guarded thank you, Dave, because you may have given us hazardous chemicals, but um, <laughs> we appreciate it. Yeah, if my arms go bright red tomorrow morning. <laughs> I can I smell myself my now. I put too much blue stripes on. <laughs> like it's kind of taking away the sting of wild country. Sort now, of, mm. you know, um, a lot of cars in recent time, performance cars, have either got too many options to get maximum commitment performance out, or they, they don't really give you what you're asking for, they'll rein it in a bit. Mercedes were always bad for this. Mm -hmm. So you say you're in extreme sport nutter mode, but actually it's, hold, it's gonna hold you a little bit on the chain. Yeah. When I was in the toilet recently, not just then, but the time before, <laughs> I, uh, I noticed, you know, in the, you know the flushes on a toilet? Yes. They often have a, they, they, it's a circle button divided in two. Big, big, big half. Yeah. Or, or a little, little button. Yes. Why don't they just have this on the dashboard of a car? Not because you're going to not because you've done a bad thing in, in, <laughs> on the seat, but, but simply because you want, which level of commitment are you wishing for? You're going to go I, yeah, big commitment, mean. big button. Some of those lose, it's not entirely clear which is which. Really? Yeah, and ones that I use regularly, I find myself just alternating no matter what's been going on, just, just to cover all bases. It's usually... It's what, sorry? Press them both. Press them both? Yeah. Oh, that's like, um, it's, that's twin charging, isn't it? Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Which is a complicated event, isn't it? Super and turbo charging. I'm always scared of just 
trying to understand what's going on there. There's so much plumbing. I can, I'm Just, never convinced. The, the problem that the, the loo industry has is that they can't label those buttons because it would sort of seem rather vulgar. But I thought they should have like a, a pile of logs on one and a waterfall on the other. <laughs> a pile of logs. And then it has a sort of woodland theme, but you know what you're getting. I hadn't thought of it like but that. But Armitage Shanks aren't returning my calls, so this is never going to happen. I'd never, I'd never thought of the... What, sorry? A slipper. <laughs> But, but if you're going in a slipper, you do not need what the lavatory has to offer because you are. Well, I mean, we, that avenue we still haven't. I've just realised it's the unpicked. The toilet is the like the unmatched toilet. That's the sort of delete badge. <laughs> so you go. I'm not telling you what performance this lab's capable of. You're no, going to have to find out. For you're yourself. going to find out. And like my brother, Dad can vouch for this, and I might have said it in a previous podcast. Very proud of his. Victorian-esque high system yeah. in his toilet because he says it will, it will get rid of anything. <laughs> he, says, he said, I could probably flush an anvil down there. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't. I don't think he has, anyway. We're supposed to be doing a Q&A. It's oh, yes. Useless. We've not done any Q. And if, um, there's no A's, there's no Q's. Do we have roving microphone on standby? We've got a, we've got a microphone. Henry from, from Henry Morgan from Morgan. the microphone. Now, would anyone would like to ask a question? Ooh. To, yes, look, very close to Oh, him, yeah. It's a very short journey. Ooh, this is scary. Hi. Um, Hi. So, my question is, Richard, you recently starred in Canage et Trois on the Grand Tour. I did, Will yes. there ever be a Smith and Sniff rally cross at Lydon Hill? And if so, what cars would you pick? Ooh. Will there ever be uh, a Smith and Sniff at Lydon, Lydon, Lydon Hill? Hill. Do you, have you done rally cross? I've driven a rally cross car, not in an event, because that would be disastrous. I couldn't get on with rally cross. I love rally cross. Do you? Yeah. That's, that switch between surfaces freaked me out. It's, it's WRC ADHD. And the fact that I almost rolled the car. <laughs> because it's all about rally, but only in five minutes. It's all over. It's gone. Yeah. I like yeah. Lydon Hill. I, I mean, have you been to Lydon Hill? Uh, it's a good spectator venue. Is it? I think, yeah. Because you can see everything. Hence why it's a good spectator. <laughs> <laughs> you know the... <laughs> Yeah. You absolute <laughs> satchel of flesh. <laughs> what on earth are you thinking? I don't know. Because you quite can see tired. everything. You know, what with it being a spectator quite sport. I'll be honest, I, I took the day off yesterday. My wife and I went and got drunk together. Like Did you? grown-ups, yeah. <laughs> old school. That is old school. And, um, were you wearing... Oh, you should have worn the Stratos, but it, you left it in the glove box of my car. Oh, steady on. I didn't want her to jump me before yeah, we'd had some... <laughs> lunch and been to the cinema no. but, um, but yeah we got a bit squiffy and, uh, and then I got home and I had a very bad night's sleep because of the drinking because I don't drink as much as I used to and, um, and I woke up in the middle of the night and there was this beeping beeping? beeping oh no I got woken up by a very noisy motorbike going by <laughs> it's weird it's so funny. again it sounds like a dream but it wasn't a very noisy motorbike it woke me up and I was like there's beeping oh there's some fucking car alarm's been set off by the very noisy motorbike Oh, okay. And I, was, and I was lying there, I was going, oh, what if it's my car? Yeah. So I was like, no, it'd be louder if it was my car, because our bedroom's at the front. So I was like, eventually I got up and I looked out the window and I realised it's like, as I got towards the window, the beeping got quieter. And then I was puzzled. 
and I was somewhere between drunk and hungover. Drunk puzzling. Yeah. I was sort of like the Bristol Parkway of drinking, where I wasn't, it's neither here nor there, but, so, and I, I, was kind of, I went back to go back to bed, and I was like, why is it getting louder when I go into the bedroom door? What's going on? So I opened the bedroom door and stuck my head out, and it was louder in the house. So I went downstairs, and I was so drunk that I'd gone to get, like, some water out of the fridge before I went to bed, and I just left the fridge door open. <laughs> do, fridge, was, do fridges have alarms? Oh, our fridge does. Gosh, I've never experienced... But what I didn't know is that if you leave it open for about four hours, it gets very insistent. <laughs> That's a bit like old school landlines when you leave it off yes, the hook. Yes, and they ages, start shouting at you. And it assumes that you may be in a spot of trouble. Yeah. And it starts beeping. So anyway, I'm a, bit, I'm a little bit off my game today because I was like, oh, it's a good job I've not got anything to do. Oh, shit. We're doing the live show tonight. But yeah, I was, I was, it's silly. Bad timing. I got woken up. What were we up. talking about? Oh, yeah, Lydon Hill. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got woken up by my cat purring at me at point blank range. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a hurricane aeroplane or something. <laughs> And genuinely, I sort of came to and went, God, have I overslept? Because, like, you know, you wouldn't fly a hurricane in the middle of the night in 2022. It's a stupid idea. And then I realised the cat was there. Right there going, uh, it's dawn, food. Yeah. And I'm like, no, dude, no, not, not now. So only if you've noticed, yeah. time to get up. Oh, it was awful. It's for me, I'm a cat. I'm yeah. crepuscular. <laughs> now get the fuck up. Um, Lydon Hill, I'd love to do... Uh, a rally cross. MOT failure rally cross. Ooh. Yeah. That could be great. So your car has to have an MOT before you compete, and if it passes, you're not allowed to compete. What? No, or you have to fit some rustier wishbones to it. Oh. <laughs> what really, really wobbly Do you know what I'd like ones? to do? There's this thing, and I always want to do this on Top Gear, and for some reason no one else really bit on this idea, which was that for something or other, it didn't really matter what, the presenters would say the cheap car challenge, they'd bought some old cars, car each, and then they had to do a lap of the Top Gear test track. But before they set off, the other two were allowed to remove one thing from the car. What? <laughs> because obviously, one of them's going to do the steering wheel. But one of them's going to do like one of the outside wheels, and one of them's going to do the driver's seat. The which driver's actually would have been seat. my favourite, I think, because... It's really hard to drive a car without a seat. But not impossible. And those are the odds. So what about remove one thing rallycross? Remove one thing rallycross. Because it could be the gear lever, and you've put it in first before you take it well, away. first gear rallycross? Or put it in fifth before you take it away. <laughs> Which in many ways might be more interesting. I think what would be more troubling is that you had to use a CVT gearbox car. For rallycross. Can you imagine the trauma? Oh my god, the, just this, the mooing. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a spectator, as a spectator, you would just walk away within, within several minutes. I just, I just can't bear this. This one make Volvo 340 series is not all it was cracked up to be. Talking um, of transmissions, actually, I know it's a bit of a, a, a change of subject. However, in the car park before we started recording this, so I assume it was somebody that was not interested in the Smith and Sniff live event tonight. Um, it was a Volvo XC70, you know it, Matty, because I commented, cross-country manual. Oh. Yeah, three-pedal. Oh. Not, is, it, is it anyone's in this room? No, it was a member of, it was a, a Morgan staffer. But it was a great, great thing. I'd love one well, I don't know if I'd enjoy the manual now. They feel like very auto sort of cars. Yeah, perhaps so. Maybe just me, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a time and a place. You've got an XC90 man. You're one of about seven people in Britain. 
Did you? That's a terrible place to buy a manual car. It's so hilly. The clutch on that is going to be knackered, my friend. As, I mean, oh my God. I, I, uh, Hang on, you're next to Hillman Avenger in the gents' toilet chat guy. Oh, he's your dad. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, so at the moment, we, I have automatic Range Rover and the Volkswagen E-Up, which has no gears. And I borrowed a manual press car to review and as I've mentioned on the podcast, probably a little bit too much, I have quite a steep drive at my new house. It's got a steep. <laughs> steep it's drive. steep. Oh man, it's steep. It's too um, steep to wash a car. My on. friend Rob, <laughs> too steep. The water would simply miss the car and go off down the hill. You're basically suspending the car vertically and the water's just... <laughs> my friend Rob, who's here and who listens to the podcast, because Christ, you wouldn't come here if you didn't, um, he, he came round the other day and he went, oh, your drive is quite steep. So I'm not Where's lying. Rob, where, where Rob, are Rob, how steep is my drive? Right, give, us, give us an approximate angle. Oh. Oh, so smelly clutch territory. If you're well, this careful. is the thing. Yeah, I've yeah, not yeah. tried to back a manual car up it Very until smeary. I borrowed a, 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 a Dacia Dacia Yoga Jogger. Yoga Jogger? Yoga Jogger. Yoga Jogger. I don't even know what that means. Yogurt jogger. Yogurt jogger. Sounds disgusting. In the other <laughs> Despicable. Um, um, so, um, uh, yeah, what was this? Oh, yes. I don't no, know. It, it's a clutch killer. Imagine. Oh, well, that's... Has it got a really knackered back bumper where they've rolled into lots of people at the traffic lights? And the of course, it, it, well, because they've parked on a hill a lot, and it's just worn out. That's what's happened. So, okay, that's brave for a number of reasons, but wh yeah. why did you get a manual XC90? Because it was cheap. Okay. Was it? That's a good answer. Oh, you, it's got a tow bar. He, this guy, he knows the rules. He knows this the man rules. hates clutches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he wants them destroyed Clutch every opportunity. Hater. Have you done any tractor pulling yeah. in this? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, great, I'll take it. Hang on, does that make you a clutch racist? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? <laughs> um, anyway, so just to, to, to wrap up the question... Um, Which one? The one about, would we... Lydon Hill, would we ever go to Lydon Hill? Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I probably would rather not, because I found that gravel tarmac thing. It's the transition. Coming off yes. the gravel, slidey, 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 and then suddenly grip. Oh, bitey, bitey, bitey. don't like that. That really, really freaked me out. Plus the fact I almost rolled the car quite early on. That, that sort of freaked me out as well. I'd like to do it on the proviso that one of us, when we're not driving, is a pointless navigator. <laughs> <laughs> because if you think about Snack it... Snack navigator. But it's like, it's clearly obvious where you've got to go. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's sort of like, it's camaraderie and annoyance, all yeah. wrapped into one. You just go, 90 left over 70. 70? Are you sure? No, I'm just fucking yeah. with you. But you have to sit really low. Obviously. Cat basket. Get on the floor. So therefore, you have to hold saw um, a little hole under the dash <laughs> to the counter or in the door. So cut a slat in the door. You know, like a World War II pillbox. Yeah. So you know, oh, I'm coming round. That's the start, finish straight. So then it's right, right, left, over the crest. So, that, so I'm just being an annoying and pointless co-driver. And you go, Johnny, it's not a right, it's a left. I can fucking see. I know, I can't see. I don't so know where we you're are. Just, you're just ruining it for me right now. 
Could you have a camping stove down I'm there? flat in third in, a, <laughs> in an XC90 manual. <laughs> <laughs> and I, in fact, it's, I'm not flat. I'm, say, 80%, because if I go flat, it, it, the clutch will slip a little. Well, here's where. Yeah. Jesus, this is amazing there's any clutch that left. Little, has anybody had a car when the clutch is just on the ragged edge, on a thread? Little thread, yeah. yeah. And you've got to nurse it. You've got to nurse it so badly. Mm. Maybe that's what we'll, we'll go to Lydon Hill in. They go It'll clutch, the... nurse, rallycross. It's a thing. <laughs> it's... Well, I was thinking also in sort of cars that you don't expect to be manual. So we'll have an XC90, yes. a Jag XJ, a 7 Series, Oh, Porsche um, Panamera. Oh, they did make them, didn't they? Yeah. A pan man. Yeah. And, um, I'd quite like one. I drove one. I drove one as well. It was quite nice, wasn't it? But I drove one on a skid pan. It's actually not an appropriate place for a manual <laughs> pan man, really. <laughs> I don't actually know why I did it, but I did it. I feel like we've gone off topic a bit. Yeah, we've completely gone off topic. You, sir, by the door. You've got He's got the mic already. Use that microphone. Right. Shittest car, best road trip. Shittest car, best road trip. So the best road trip you've ever done in a shit car? Correct. Aha. Okay. Jonathan? Um, well, I mean, I, when, I, when I was on fifth gear, we, I did drive Britain's cheapest car to the most expensive uh, Alpine Lodge in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the Alps, obviously. Hence Alpine Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good spectator sport, as you can see. <laughs> And, and that was really good fun because we worked out one night in this lodge with the um, live-in chefs was the same amount of money as the car. <laughs> so I had one night in this place. They actually let me have one night in it. Um, and that was a really good road trip because it did actually start snowing. There was a huge storm that came in and we didn't have snow tyres or winter tyres on the car. What was the car? A Dacia Sandero. Ah. Yeah. But um, because fifth gear of skinflints, they um, wouldn't give us a hotel room on the way back, so I had to basically drive. We had to drive flat out all the way back to the UK to finish the job. And we'd had delays with the sh- filming, blah, blah, boring, blah. And um, so I drove the car. I was, I was actually really annoyed and tired. I drove the car on the limiter for an excess of an hour. <laughs> I remember it was something like 117 miles an hour for like an hour, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, we, 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 had, we had walkie-talkies. I was going, still doing 117. <laughs> still, still got fuel in it. Let's keep going. Uh, I was just like, fucking get Was home. the car sweating? Honestly, the car was... When we pulled in finally for a coffee and a toilet... Oh, my it was, God. It was ticking so loudly. <laughs> we were just going, help me. Please help, help me. me. It was just there, like VMAX, for, for ages. Ages. And I felt quite sorry for it, but it did a sterling job. And that was the same one I, I think I've said on a previous um, shoot. In fact, uh, on a previous podcast, because you said you're fed up with people taking pictures against the ream circuit wall. Yeah. And, and I did, we did do that because the director wanted to film it. Yeah, of course, it. yeah. And that's when I tried to jump over the wall for a secret win. Oh, that's I, you I, broke I, your I, knee. I, yeah. <laughs> I broke my knee. Yeah. I hit the wall so hard on the sharp edge, I actually <laughs> rolled away and cried. <laughs> I, I, cleared, I, I cleared the wall and then lay down and cried for a bit and then went for a wee and then, and then I composed myself and got back into the game with the rest of the crew and right are we all ready to move on then <laughs> Johnny why are you weeping no reason oh, I was so painful so painful uh, I think mine was I went um 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To the U.S. when... When I was a student, I think, and a mate of ours, schoolmate of ours, had got a, jo- a summer job in America working in a Dairy Queen. And we decided, you, back in the days, in the 90s, you could get really, really cheap fly drive deals, like, like £99 to Orlando. Did you? Yeah. In those days, that was a lot of money. Except it wasn't, that's the thing. It was like 99 quid, something like that. It was ridiculous. Super, super cheap on a really, really basic old aeroplane. And you had to stop somewhere in Newfoundland or something on the way. It's very basic, but, you know, I was like 20, so you don't care. Yeah. And we got to the airport in Orlando, and we were supposed to get like a, you know, Chrysler Neon or something like that, but we were last off the plane because we were at the back, and when we got to the rental desk, we went, we run out of cars, and we were like, well, 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 this is a fly drive deal, and the guy went, well, have I got a deal for you. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he actually said? Yeah, and for something like $20, we could, we could take a uh, Chrysler Sebring convertible. Oh, shit. There's three of us, and we had suitcases, the and we could only travel distances with, with one of the suitcases wedged in the fourth seat in the back, which meant we could only <laughs> have the roof down, yeah, with a belt on it. And we drove all the way from Orlando up to North Carolina. And there's some quite beautiful roads. If you've ever driven up there, it's a, very, it's a nice, nice old road trip, and, uh, and we had a great time. And the car sort of didn't matter. It was a convertible car. And at one point, we were in the little town where my mate was working, and one of his colleagues, American woman, we were driving off in the car and she went, who are those guys? <laughs> <laughs> and Which went, we found out later and we were like, who are we indeed? <laughs> and uh, and we, had, we had a fantastic time. It was, it was like something out of one of those sort of shit 90s college movies. We just went to a lot of house parties and things like that. But then, that came back to the UK. Weird. Fast forward to when I got my first job on Old Top Gear and for some reason Chrysler brought in a Sebring convertible, exactly the same colour, exactly the same spec as the one we rented, which I'd never drove because I, I wasn't insured on it. I drove that. It was dog shit. Yes, it was. <laughs> and I'd spent two weeks, yeah. who are those guys around the US and, and, and eating shit food and, and because we had no money. Yeah. So we just had to sort of eat in Taco Bell and for 99 cents, whatever that burrito thing was. And, and then at one point we were on a road, part of the road trip back. One of my mates went to a shop and bought some bananas and came back up and I'm like, what are you doing with bananas? Went, I just need to eat something organic. Is that what he said? Yeah. <laughs> so fear and loathing. And yeah, it was a bit. So, so it was great, but I didn't realise at the time the Sebring was an absolute dog plop car, but yeah, it, great trip. It, it, is anybody owned a Chrysler Sebring? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Uh, 2004 in California. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a sort of I made that mistake when I met my wife, and she's American, and I went to Los Angeles to see her when we sort of started dating, and I rented a convertible Mustang and put the roof back. 
schoolboy mistake in Southern California. And, and heat stroke. Uh, and got heat stroke. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Nothing more sexy than a guy in a Mustang with heat stroke. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, do we have Mustangs another question? Oh. That chap there for the yeah. microphone, please. Uh, oh, oh, we've got one. We've got one there. holding the microphone. Uh, yeah, that one. Your best stories about Plato or Nadell? Best stories? Gossip. <laughs> you know he killed a guy in Memphis, right? <laughs> Neither of them did that, as far as we know. Um, I've told you the one where it was the fifth gear Christmas party in Birmingham. I've probably told this one. And I, I, I just arrived. I was a little late, maybe an hour. And I arrived at the pub. I took one sip of my first pint, say like this. And then Plato got thrown out of the pub. <laughs> and, and, was, and, he was, and he was so, so, so aggressive and put out by this. And I actually can't remember why he got thrown out of the pub. I really can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> but the, 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 the window for the pub, the big win, the front window was like, say there, where that sniff, Smith and Sniff sign is. And he was at the window. <laughs> and, uh, there were two bouncers. He was arguing with them. I could see pointing, arguing, pointing, arguing. And then pointing at all of us, like a dozen of us from the crew, who was settling in for what was hopefully a nice Christmas party, going, all of us, we're going. We're all going. Get the fuck out of here. This is a shit pub, we're going. And we're like, we've just bought drinks. Everyone has a drink. We're not leaving the drinks. Like, no, we're going. And he was there for about 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. And ch chain smoking and walking in a toxic. <laughs> I actually thought he was going to like start wearing the tarmac away. So I had to go out there and console him and go, look, people just want to finish their drinks. Drinks aren't, you know, they're expensive. So we're just going to do that. And I wound him down. We went to the next pub. He got thrown out within 20 minutes. <laughs> and it, the whole night, I was just damage limitating the whole time. <laughs> it was the most stressful Christmas party I've ever been on. But apart from that, it was really good fun. <laughs> and, uh, but he, he is an absolute lad. 110% lad. I don't have any Plato stories. I don't really know Jason. Jason's amazing. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the, there's other stories about Jason, which I probably can't tell. I was going to say, just <laughs> remember this is being recorded. Yes, this is recorded. As your lawyer, I would advise you just yeah. to think carefully about some of those stories. I don't know, Tiff's story. Tiff's, I mean, Tiff's just... Amazing, we love Tiff, don't we? Tiff's He's, amazing. Although there was a new director that I worked with on, on Old Top Gear and she was going on a shoot with Tiff, I think flying to South Korea, so it was a long flight and someone said to her, don't sit next to Tiff. Don't. She went, well, no, I'd, I'd like to sit next to Tiff because I want to discuss the shoot with him and stuff. They went, just don't sit next to Tiff. If you could, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but they didn't explain why. And the, the why is because he, he doesn't turn off. No. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just a wind-up toy, and it's, uh, he spent the whole flight. It's like the meal would come, and he'd go, what's this? What's that? What's in that? What's in that? What do you think's in that? Why is that? What is it? How big's that wing? What do you think? If you, what would happen if you open the window now? And it's just like, just please, I want to sleep. Please, God. It, it's, he's it relentless. Like that. But which is incredible, because he's, what, 104 now? And he's still... <laughs> He's, he's still over, got that kind of energy. He's over 70. Yeah. Yeah, he's over 70. He's genuine, honestly, you'd want to be like Tiff at his age, because apart from the fact he's still got boundless energy, and he's also an incredibly good driver still. Still, still shit hot. Still just... Still, yeah. still amazing. I told that story before about when 
we went out on a sighting lap around Kemble Airfield when we were filming something there. <laughs> sort of first thing in the morning, low mist hanging over the grass. And he just absolutely chucked it onto the, off the taxiway onto the runway and we just, he just over, overcooked it, damp surface. And we went onto the grass and he just very calmly went, we're going to roll. <laughs> Love it, love and it. And I, I think I didn't actually say anything, but I had time to think, we're going to what? Sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> what do we do now? And we yeah. didn't. We just bumped across the grass, but it was the utter calm. It was a Mark IV yeah. Golf GTI. That's how long ago it was, because it was a new car then. But it was, the, it was the calm with which he said it. And I was just like, but it's racing drivers, isn't it? Yeah. It's the hardware. If you break the hardware, as long as you can still walk, you can get in the spare car and carry on. So. Yeah. <laughs> he said to me once, and, I, and, and I'll get the full story from him one day, but he'd, he'd done a touring car race in the 80s and was, had a bit of an event afterwards, got, um, drove home with his manager, the team manager at the time, whose, whose car was a Saab Turbo, mm. um, drove too fast back to the hotel, crashed it into a tree, but was like, just didn't have the time to just sit around and wait for it to be towed away, so just locked it, walked back to his hotel. <laughs> it just basically, it was, it was a steaming, poor Saab. It was brand new. Oh my God. That's one of the very few accidents he's had. He yeah, doesn't, he doesn't have many accidents. It's, that reminds me of years ago. I don't know if anyone saw on uh, Top Gear. We did a thing racing a rally car against a, a bobsleigh. Hammond and May did it, and it was Henning Solberg, Peter Solberg's brother, he was the driver of the rally car. And he hadn't driven the course before, I think, and the rally car wasn't there. And he said to his manager, <laughs> "I want to take your car." Going, just amazing. It's an recky, Audi recky car. Recky car. Audi S4. How wreck? Yeah. That's the thing. So, because I wasn't on that shoot, but the producer who was there told me this. Is, so his manager was like, uh, okay. He said, okay, I'm just, just going to go slowly and just, just find out where the course goes. But then, of course, he's a racing driver, so he set off and, like, you know, all four wheels going. <laughs> yeah. And they listened to the sort of, the noise subsided into the distance. And there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing. And then they just saw Henning walking back up the... <laughs> And he just very casually walked up to the manager and went, I've crashed your car. <laughs> really? And he just stuck it into a ditch and he just got out and walked off. Again, racing driver. As long as I can still breathe, I need a spare car to carry on now. Yeah. Different breed. Uh, do we have another question? Hello. Hi. I once managed to J-turn my company car through the office wall of the company I was working for. <laughs> Have you had Everyone any... else can leave. I want to talk to this man now. <laughs> Have you had any very unnecessary and embarrassing crashes? Unnecessary, embarrassing crashes? No, hang on. We need this story first, because it's going to be way better than anything we... First of all, what was the car? Uh, fairly new, Mark II Ford Focus, 1.8 Z-Tech. Okay. Good. Good recce, recce car? Sorry? <laughs> Recky car. So you yeah. talk yeah. us through how this eventuality came about. It had been snowing. Okay. I probably had uh, aspirations beyond my talent. <laughs> Wildly misjudged where the building was. <laughs> There's a lot of honesty to this. There's a Pun lot of honesty. Punched quite a big hole in the wall. Um, I thought, yeah. Can I get away with this? And just I was the last one leaving the building. I thought, can I get away with it? And then I noticed the back of the Focus was quite damaged. <laughs> so I had to fess up. Um, 
but the, the embarrassment prolonged because they had to rebuild the wall during office hours. <laughs> so my boss had to sit there wearing ear defenders while they sort of soared and chipped bits out of the wall. So I didn't really live that one down. Oh my gosh. I've had, I've had some rubbish little accidents. I'm just trying to think of what they all are. I once, again, early in my career on old Top Gear, we did a test of hatchbacks, small hatchbacks, super minis. And I took the Renault Clio home the night before the shoot for some reason. And a normal Renault Clio in the late 90s was a very feisty and fun little car. Not a 172 or anything like that, just a regular sort of 1.2, 1.4 Clio. And I don't know why I decided to go for a Raz in it, but I was like, I want to do some handbrake turns. <laughs> what, what, is this like in the middle of the night? Or? It's probably like, like 10 o'clock at night, but I think the more crucial detail is that I was 23, <laughs> and therefore stupid. And so I went to the car park of a park quite near where I lived that was sort of gravelly. Mm. And, and there's no one there. And I went barreling in and barred it, and maybe that hand, wouldn't it? <laughs> and um, did a nice little handbrake turn. I was like, oh, that was good. I think I'll do another one. <laughs> Misjudged it a little bit, wheel onto the grass of the sort of just where the park carried on. And, and as soon as you, know, you put a wheel on grass, that's it. And I think oh, yeah. then another wheel went on the grass, and then you. And so I sort of then went down into the park a little bit. <laughs> Not too bad. And it was just a sort of pirouette. Pirouette, 360 and maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And then I thought, ah, probably shouldn't carry this on because I'm going to fuck this car. So I'm going to go home, go home, just keep, keep my head down. Yeah. So that's it. Got up early the next morning, came out, and I was like, oh, shit, there's grass and mud all up one side of this clear. <laughs> and there was no time to wash it, so I just drove to the chute. And, of course, I turned up at the chute, and everyone went, what's happened to this car? I went, I don't know. I think probably a tractor drove past it and they were like don't you live near the centre of Birmingham yeah I do but it's, it's the blo bloody council tractor and yeah and I never fessed up I just went oh it's, it's a mystery to me which I think probably everyone knew they just went fucking research has been handbraking the car in the park <laughs> so that was a bit embarrassing I'm trying to think of not what? like smashing your own office wall embarrassing but it was fairly embarrassing I reversed that when I was learning to drive on L-plates. I don't know if Dad's still here. He probably got bored and went home. But um, I reversed Dad's car with him in the passenger seat um, it, uh, uh, over a low wall on a closed industrial estate on a Sunday afternoon and propped the whole car up on its fuel tank. Oh. Remember that? And, and Dad, Dad's quite calm. He was like, I've got to drive this to work tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we, we kind of got underneath and there was no weeping of fuels. It was like... Should be okay. Did you? Yeah, had oh. to do the sort of leany, leany, pushy, pushy thing. And, uh, and this was probably pre-CCTV. It was just, it was a, you know, a shit industrial estate. So we got away with that. And then uh, I'm trying to think of any, any other proper, oh, I know, uh, a, a Clio. It was a Clio 197, yeah, Renault Sport Clio 197. And we were doing a shoot of fifth gear at Bov, Bov, Bovingdon Tank Museum. Yeah, yeah. You know that place? Yeah. Cold winter's morning, came in, came into the sort of car park area where everyone had set up, and just decided to thought, oh, like a complete tool. I, uh, I do a nice big, 
I'll grab a big handful of H-brake and just go in hard. And I went in really hard, and it was a great handbrake turn. It stopped Bob on, and it went, and I went, oh, that doesn't sound right. I don't remember the clear having air brakes. No, 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 no. I got, I got out, and I basically handbrake turned over a load of, like, carpentry screws. <laughs> And, and I'd and I I torn two tyres clean open. Ooh. They were brand new. And to make it worse, because I thought, oh, should be able to sort this out. I'm filming for the next 10 hours. Should be able to sort something out. Phone Renault up. Terrible mistake. Really sorry. And they were like, uh, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll make a few telephone calls to try and get it sorted. Yeah, yeah. Those tyres completely out of stock in the whole country. Ooh. And I only had one spare space saver. So basically, couldn't get home for ages. Everyone went home. I was still at Bobbington Tank Museum. <laughs> well done, Johnny. What, you waiting went... for the tyres to come back in oh. stock? <laughs> just, yeah. It's just, a long wait, isn't it? Just like what, like you're a hero for about three seconds. And even then you're not a hero, actually. You're a complete bell. That's right. Uh, when the Peugeot 206 came out, again, all my stories sound like I'm a thousand years old. I remember back in the 90s. I know, I, I know. know. Well. I know. This story involves him. Oh, does it? We did a, a motor show special. I know. Back when, motor show I know. special. Motor show. Lovely, sweet, sweet, sweet show. motor shows. Birmingham Motor Show. Glistening paint. Sweet, sweet international conference venue and show <laughs> site. And we made a special show for BBC One. Special show for special BBC show, One. Special, special, <laughs> special show. So special. Just looking at some of the new cars that were going to be at the Birmingham Motor Show, and they got us a two hundred and six. Uh, Quite like really early right-hand drive on. Oh. And Quentin did a little review of it just to drop into the motor show programme. And he, he did this whole bit where he waxed lyrical about the handling, where he basically just did, palmed it into a constant scrubbing circle out on the runway at Kemble until it wore the outside front tyre down to the canvas. <laughs> While he was going, the handling of this thing is as sweet as sugar spread upon a puppy. You're like, looking back, you're like, that's not the handling, that's just you just palming it in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> was the other tyre, like, box fresh? Oh, box fresh. It still had the pneus on it. It was like, <laughs> but then he, he ruined one tyre, and we rang Persia and went, oh, sorry, we've broken a tyre, because it had a space saver. They went, we don't think we've got any spares. They're no. all on cars, which we need. It's very bad news when that comes Could you, could you just put the space saver on? Went, yeah, fine. But I had to drive that car like, back to Birmingham on its space saver. And then I, was, I had it for the weekend. And it was a bit of a nuisance because you can't <laughs> drive, drive anywhere quickly. Plus, it just looks, cars on space savers always look stupid, don't they? Just, there's something yeah. weird about them. They don't sit right. So, yeah. But that was because of Quentin. It handles beautifully. Beautiful <laughs> handling. Uh, do we have another question? <clears throat> Hi. Hello. Um, so I initially gave the Top Gear crew the benefit of the doubt over the certain Argentinian incident. But since I listened to Smith and Sniff and listening particularly to how Richard's mind wanders, I now firmly believe that it begun with a night on eBay looking at cheap 911s, seeing a plate and thinking we must make a story about this. Is there any truth to that hypothesis? Uh, no. <laughs> Has anyone else got a question? No, there's not. For legal reasons? Or? No, there's not. No, no, honestly. The, the, so the backstory to that was that we decided that that whole special was going to be a goodbye to the V8. Possibly a bit premature, but, you know, we could sense that this is... The, uh, and it's, it's sort of true. V8s are on the way out. 
as in his internal combustion. So we will do a little goodbye to the V8, an engine that we love, and said to the presenters, I can't remember whose idea this was originally, but we, said, we, we agreed it was a, a, a solid editorial. Said to the presenters, pick a car with a V8 that you love. And straight away, Jeremy went Porsche 928. And then he went, oh wait, no, Porsche 928 GT. That was my favorite version of that car. And one of our researchers got, because by then the presenters couldn't buy old cars for challenges themselves. They rarely could, and Jeremy could never really in the beginning, but James used to get muck in, because no one knew who he was then, in the early days. And the uh, researcher who was assigned to try and find cars for the presenters found there were two 928 GTs for sale in Britain. So she just found the ads, piston heads, water trader, wherever they were, and contacted them and said, I'd like to buy your car. <laughs> and only one of the people replied, and it was the car that we bought. And we sent, and we were up against it because we had to get the cars in containers to go to Argentina. So there was no time to lose. We sent a Porsche technician to go and check it out. He said, it's good, it's fine. And that's it. We bought it. It went in a container. It went on a boat across the Atlantic. And we never saw the car in person until it was in Argentina. And when we checked back, because the researcher, who's still a friend of mine, and she's a brilliant producer now but she she was beating herself up about this and she checked back the ad she kept a screen grab of it the plates were blanked out so we never knew and that was i mean it was genuinely jeremy wanted a 928 gt there were only two for sale only one person returned the call and it was that one because quite honestly the thing i've always said about that is honestly it was too subtle for us <laughs> if we'd have been doing it the car would have had an enormous cock and balls down the side <laughs> with general belgrano written on it and it didn't have that because we had sent our producer and our director who were going to do the film out there already and they'd come back and one of the things they'd said from talking to the local fixers was we have to be really sensitive here no horsing around it's, it's, a, it's a powder keg they are very very sensitive about the Falklands so we can't muck around so all the joking we'd done in the office about oh you know we can, we can put slogans outside the cars again or whatever we went okay drop all that we're not doing it it's too dangerous and then for this thing to blow up, it was suddenly like, oh, shit. I mean, I did read the coverage and go, I could see why people would think that. It's exactly the kind of stupid thing that Top Gear would do. But in this case, it wasn't. This was like the stupidity found us rather than the other way around. So <laughs> that is the Scouts honour. I can't remember how to do that anymore. Three fingers? Uh, it's three fingers, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Left hand? Anyway, <laughs> Cubs honour. That is yeah. the truth, my lord. You can edit that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any other questions? Johnny, what's your favourite uh, barn find? And have you ever thought about actually buying one of them for yourself? My favourite barn find, and have I ever thought about buying one for myself? I've frequently thought about buying one for myself. <laughs> uh, I had the opportunity to buy... I have the opportunity to buy most of them, unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> um, I could have bought the Lamborghini, which I should have. What did it go for in the end? 30 grand. The guy got it running and driving within three months. And it's, and it's good. <clears throat> That's annoying. Um, <laughs> yeah, so but is he happy? I was, put off, <laughs> I was put off by the, yeah, but if the engine's not very good, it'll cost 40 grand to rebuild it. Oh, shit, I can't swallow that. Mm. I can't risk that. Um, the Audi Just stick a Pinto in it, it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, you're right. Um, I really fancied the Audi Quattro, the white one. Um, and I, 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 the guy really wanted me to buy it. He really wanted me to own it and resurrect it. And I, I bottled it, if I'm honest. I got a bit scared. And it wasn't quite a good time for me to buy a car of that 
condition slash caliber. Slight regret, because uh, that's, that's an itch I have to scratch. And um, what else? Oh, there is one that I've actually tried to buy, and it turned into a family feud. And I, of course, and I, I've been promised that I can buy it, but possibly not until someone dies. So <laughs> I've... This is true, this is, this is absolute honest truth. So I, effectively, I am gonna buy that disease? Balfine car, but I might have to wait for a decade, I think, and uh, there might be a family feud. So, it's complicated. These mm. Balfines are complicated. I think we need to start bringing this to its inevitable conclusion. Do we? Of us shutting up. But should we do one more question? We'll do one more. Oh, that was quick. Over there. Quick, that was a quick right. button. So I've already written this one down. You can drive one car for the rest of your life. <clears throat> one is a Pontiac Aztec, but it's got a squeaky dash. Oh. With a what? With a squeaky dash. <laughs> the other is any car of your choosing, but DJ Khaled is permanently blaring through the speakers. <laughs> what is permanently blaring? So it's, you've got a Pontiac Aztec with a squeaky with dash, a squeaky dash yeah. or any car of your choosing, but it's permanently got DJ Khaled blaring from the stereo. Oh. Shit. <laughs> I'm amazed you're even having to think about this. I thought you'd be like, Aztec me now. Yeah, I, I have actually bought an Aztec before when I was doing a, a, a TV show in the States. And I had an idea for a sort of like a, a, a project car, like a silly project that we had to do, to basically turn it into a rallycross car. And I bought a V6... Aztec, I think they called it a four-track or a... Mm. It was a four-wheel drive one. And uh, it was really good. <laughs> it was actually really good. It did a lot more than I expected it to. We, we fully jumped it, and I thought, this is game over. It's never going to land this. And it landed, and it carried on for another day after oh. that. And I was like, respect the Aztec. Yeah, I got so I would take Aztec with a squeaky dash, because DJ Khaled... I, I, it troubles me on a daily basis <laughs> how someone can become that famous for being so utterly idiotic. But um, <clears throat> it just, although, but it inspires my children because I said, "Look, you can be an absolute idiot and still be a millionaire." Look, <laughs> here's proof. Um, no disrespect to DJ Khaled. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fucking idiot. Anyway, um, so I would take the squeaky dash Pontiac. But then I would use some of that, dad, dad bought me it. It's like dum-dum, black paste. Oh yeah. Which it was sort of never quite sets. And you can stuff it into orifices, that sounds wrong. <laughs> you can stuff it into areas to stop chafing. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Astroglide, aren't you? No. It's Is that stuff that cyclists use? No, it's got nothing to do with our cyclists. They use that bum cream that stops the No, game. no, it's not bum cream. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like putty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, know, I, know, I do know what you mean. It's, it's not black nothing pack, to do with cyclist bum no, holes. No, 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 okay. Sorry, no. mentioning cyclist bum holes. So that, but that was a very difficult question and well thought through. I'd go Aztec as well. Just, just for the records. What's that? Uh, I'd go Aztec as well. Oh, yeah. I sort of secretly kind of like them. Yeah. Although I once went to, in about 2000, I went on a paid-for junket to Los Angeles with General Motors to the Los Angeles Motor Show. Is that I, in Los Angeles? It is, yeah. yeah. And the good thing about it is a great spectator show because you can see things. Um, and they put us in a really expensive hotel and parked the Aztec concept in the courtyard at the front. 
Did they? Yeah. And they and we went, oh my god, this hotel is fucking nice. And everything is very agreeable about it. And they went, oh, and look at our, this is a great new concept. And we all went, oh, it's great. It's so nice. And then, and, and, but we were thinking, well, they'll never build it. I was there with Quentin. No. Yeah. Quentin, Quentin was going, they don't know what they're fucking doing, the Americans. So <laughs> <laughs> he said, amazing. Heady times. All right, well, anyway, look, uh, that is probably that for this. But before we go, I have three things to tell you, which I need to read off my phone, because I can't remember what they're supposed to be. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to wear glasses now. for this one. Uh, DJ Callum would like Yes, these. okay, they are. Three things are. One, uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Opaque Steak Show, in which Johnny <laughs> attempts to repair windows using only meat products and then finds <laughs> frustratingly that they're not see-through. Uh, this week, he's repairing the stained glass on a rectory in Kettering <laughs> using a lorry load of expired sirloin. Uh, if that's not to your taste, why would it be then? Uh, of course, there's the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love cars and barn finds. Also barn finds. As well. Uh, the second thing I have to say is thank you to all of you who came to this today. We really appreciate it. And yeah. um, we hope that it's not been too disappointing. <laughs> yes, that. And the third thing I've got to tell you is that I don't put these in the same place in my phone and now I've got to scroll. Oh, there we go. Uh, the third thing is that Don't Stop Believing by Journey contains the lyric, just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit, but there is no such place as South Detroit. South of the city centre in Detroit is Canada. So, in fact, what Journey is singing is just a city boy born and raised in Canada. Which somehow sucks some of the impact out of the song, I feel, much though Canada is lovely. I like that song by oh, Journey love that as song. well. Anybody else? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Is it I'm least... gigging it every weekend. Oh, really? Oh, gigging it every weekend. Does it make you want to... What do you play? Do... No, not... Okay. Oh, you get a squealy bit, though. Yeah, but the bit at the beginning... Do you know the other weird thing about Don't Stop Believing? Well, you'll know this, is that the, the sort of chorus doesn't arrive until almost the end of the song. They don't say Don't Stop Believing until, I, I, it's like sort of three minutes 20 in, and then the song ends about 45 seconds later. In. That's very precise. Well, I looked this up when I was looking at the Don't Stop Believing. Do you know how this came about? I was listening to Don't Stop Believing, and I went, oh, I need some trivia. I wonder is that, are we going to use it for our intro music? No, I just like listening no. to Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> Like, I was, was say, unironically yeah. listening to Don't Stop Believing in the Kitchen. Don't Stop Believing in the Kitchen? Don't Stop <laughs> That's not a song I'm familiar with. I stopped Believing in the Kitchen once and then I just starved to death, but then, uh, then yeah. I left the fridge open as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've said too much. Fridge alarms. I've, I've learned something tonight. It took me 34 years to learn about ra the origins of raisins. Now I've learned about well, you know, that fridges, fridges, can speak. fridges will let you know if you leave them open. Some fridges. Don't just leave your fridge open in the hope that it'll tell you. <laughs> Whereas Japanese cars will tell you everything's going on all the fucking time. Like, I know. Bing, bing, I'm in control bing, of it. I'm an adult. Bing. Leave me alone. You've left your keys in. I know. You've left your keys in. You haven't. You have. You haven't. You have. You haven't. You, have. you, have. you, look, <laughs> you look peaky. You look pale. Are you eating properly? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to rain. Have you got a coat? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we really should wrap this up. But once again, thank you ever so much for coming along. Thank you, uh, everyone who's listening at home, assuming there are any people. They're probably all here, actually, so they don't need to They're listen again. <laughs> all the listeners are here. And thank you to Morgan again for letting us yes. host such a squalid event um, on their beautiful premises. And, uh, and thanks to all the people that have helped make it happen, like Lisa and Matty and Taylor and Chops and my dad. 
and you, Richard, as well. Who, me? Yeah, you. Who, you. Yeah, oh, it you. was nothing. And also thanks to all the people that have gifted us. Yes, some thank appalling you for the, gifts. For the, for the... They are amazing. <laughs> I just look like a shoplifter uh, with split trousers. And you... I, Actually, you I, look like a Benetton team manager. Benetton executive. But with, you need escadrille. You need European shoes. I should, yeah, no socks. Got to take the sport socks off and just wear no socks with escadrille. Oh. Oh. And on that note... Goodbye. Goodbye, good night. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.